Welcome to the EntreEd Talk podcast, the show by educators for educators, parents, and the community. We're so excited to bring this to you. I'm Toy. And I'm Laura. And we're excited to uplift best practices in entrepreneurship education. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the EntreEd Talk podcast on whatever platform you listen. Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled episode of the EntreEd Talk podcast. We are so delighted and excited to have our good friend, Melanie Arthur, with us today. Melanie is the principal of Blenner Hassett Middle School in Wood County, West Virginia. She holds an education specialist degree in leadership and administration and also holds a master's degree in reading and literacy. And her bachelor's is in elementary education with a specialization in early childhood education. Melanie began her teaching career in Union County, North Carolina, where she taught second grade. She then taught in Chesterfield County, Virginia for seven years in grades three and four. Melanie and her family moved to Lake Forest, Illinois, where she was an instructional coach and a coordinator of curriculum and instruction. And in 2015, she moved back to West Virginia, where she became the principal at Calhoun Middle High School for two years before moving to Wood County to be the principal at Blennerhassett Middle School. During Melanie's time as principal at Calhoun Middle High and Blennerhassett Middle, both schools have been named America's Entrepreneurial Schools through the EntreEd program. And Melanie presented at our national conference uh, several years ago in Mobile, Alabama with our executive director, Dr. Jean Colson. Melanie is also, and we'll talk about this, one of our pilot schools for the program and really was instrumental in helping us launch it. So we really thank her for that. So in her spare time, Melanie enjoys attending her children's sporting events and spending time with family and going camping. So Melanie, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and talk about all of our experiences that I've had with EntreEd and and how beneficial it is to provide these opportunities. Well, we're so excited and we honestly, a big part of us getting this off the, the ground and becoming a national initiative was it was due in large part to Melanie's help. So before we dive in and get into all that juicy goodness, can you give us a little background on your career? And I went over the 30,000 mile high view of it, but <laughs> right. where, you got to, where you got to where you are today and kind of your trajectory. Like you said, I started out in the classroom, primarily elementary education uh, before we moved to Illinois. My husband was a college offensive line coach and offensive coordinator, Um, so his job moved us around quite a bit and gave me lots of opportunities to work in different states and pick up the best of the best practices in each state and carry them with me. So um, when I went to Illinois, I started working as an instructional coach which led me into my administrative career at, at the district office level as a curriculum coordinator. And then after we had children, we decided it was time to come back home to West Virginia and settle down where our family is. And um, I was fortunate enough to be able to get a job at Calhoun Middle High School, which is actually the high school I graduated from. So that was very nice of my first principal's position being in my hometown. So we know from talking to you, and in, like like Toy said, you are a good friend of ours and you've gone back to the beginning. But before we dive into that, you've done a lot of amazing things. Your district's been very innovative, your school district. 
Can you tell us maybe about some of your favorite projects? Sure. Um, at Calhoun Middle High School, what we did at the middle high school level was to like our first year of kind of getting entrepreneurship off the ground. We wanted to start um, really small and um, just make sure it was successful. So we participated in the Lemonade Day there and each class created their own lemonade stand and we had lots and lots of different flavors of lemonade and some kids made muffins and cookies to go with it and then we had judges come in the classes created their business plans and then after coming to Blennerhassett we decided to go a little bit bigger and we actually did a Blennerhassett Middle School Shark Tank episode and each advisory class created different products and they had to have a visual presentation. They had to have their business plan. Um, they had to actually construct the product. And then they had to present it in front of the school and a panel of judges. And I think so the Shark Tank was prob has probably been my favorite um, activity that we've incorporated just because you could really see that it doesn't matter the age or the grade of the student any student has the ability to be an entrepreneur. They all have really great ideas and they just needed a little bit of help of how to, you know, to outline their business plan and, and share their product. Laura, have you ever heard the story that Jean, Jean's our executive director for y'all that don't know that, the story that Jean talks about, about judging the lemonade contest. <laughs> and, and oh, but I love stories about Gene. Oh my God. He, he tells, you haven't heard it, but he tells the story like everywhere about how he almost went into diabetic <laughs> from, from all of the kids testing all of the lemonade and all of the... <laughs> Oh yeah. Gene's, you know, credit. He loves kids, of course, and he loves like they to give everybody a shot at uh, something. And so that's funny. I'm not surprised. That whole pilot time was was really, really hilarious, but really informed what we were doing and, and proved that this is such a cool thing. And I, I want to piggyback on your point and ask you, Melanie, that you said that, you know, this is something that all kids can do. And we even find that the earlier you go the more interesting because the kids have these, these big ideas and they're not boxed in yet. Right. So can you, could you speak a little bit to that? Because most people think immediately when you say entrepreneurship, that that's something, if it belongs, it belongs in the high school level, like in career tech, which is great when schools have that. But can you talk a little bit about what this looks like in elementary, middle and, and high? Sure. One of the differences at the elementary level, Charles Thomas, who's the principal at Arnoldsburg Elementary School, um, he also presented with Gina and I at the national conference. So what they did is they actually had a craft fair, and each class created different crafts. So they would do like animal face paint rocks. They would do friendship bracelets. One class had. Um, a face paint stand and different community members and different classes could come and buy the products. And then all the money they raised um, was donated to St. Jude and the kids absolutely loved it. And I think Gene went there and actually participated in the craft fair. I think he spent every bit of money that he probably brought with him buying all the crafts from the kids so that was, you know, very, very easy to do at the elementary level. And it also, it not only 
allowed the kids to talk about creating their own business, but it also showed the importance of, of giving back to organizations and the community. And then at the middle school level, the nice thing about entrepreneurship is it's not just one content area. It can be incorporated into any content. And the more that we're learning about entrepreneurship and the more that it's becoming known in the schools, there's more literature being published, um, books being published. So it's no longer just like a, a math science thing. We've incorporated it into social studies. And so we would start by looking at famous inventors and how they started their ideas and then incorporate it that way. With the Shark Tank ideas, we did it by advisory period. So every student, sixth grade through eighth grade, even including our special education students were involved in it. And they would come up with their ideas as an advisory group is how we incorporated it the first year. And next year, I'm excited to announce that we are taking entrepreneurship even further, and we will be offering EntreEd elective courses. We'll have a sixth grade course and then a combined seventh, eighth grade course. And we're in the process of creating an entrepreneurship lab. And so far we have 3D printers and cricket machines and a shirt press and these amazing sewing machines that already have the stitches programmed in there. And all you have to do is click on the computer and it will stitch whatever stitch you pick. If they would have had this when I was in high school, I could probably sew a button on uh, pants. Right. But, I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> Taught my kids that before college. Very important. <laughs> I mean, this is absolutely amazing. And you can do beautiful stitches. So we're pretty excited about that. We've written a couple grants to get um, some other equipment in there. The kids are so excited about it. They, well, before coronavirus started, we started talking about the different businesses they would like to run. Right now, they plan on having um, their own t-shirt business. And then one company also plans on doing like personalization for the embroidery. And we have a graphic design company that will be started and these students will actually be taking care of our school website page, as well as creating any of our posters for our different programs in the school. So we're wow. very, very excited about that. That is so neat. And I want to nominate her for a head cheerleader because you couldn't <laughs> set it better, Melody. Oh my gosh, like you hit every element of what every idea and creativity we try to bring out in teachers. I want to go a little bit off the grid and ask you, because again, you've been one of our original partners and you talked about so much of what we were already going to ask you about. So you've already touched on a lot of these amazing projects. Tell me, are your teachers on board and how do you motivate your teachers? So teacher buy-in is very, very important. I think at first, I think it's all about the way you present it to staff. And entrepreneurship is not just one more thing they have to do because we know that teachers have so much on their plate right now that, you know, just adding one more thing can be overwhelming. So presenting it in a way that, you know, this can already be built into your curriculum. This is already in your standards. 
Another nice thing about West Virginia is in our um, college and career readiness standards and our counseling standards, they have included entrepreneurship. So we're able to just kind of put this in with our advisory lessons every week. So it's not just added on the teachers. Our counselor has been wonderful about covering that as well. But I think just letting the teachers know, okay, you're already doing a lot of this. You're already talking about this in class. You know, you're already talking about business plans. You're, you're already reading about and studying famous inventors. It's not one more thing. And then with all the different technology that students are exposed to, that's another amazing thing about Wood County and that our feeder schools, the elementary students are starting very young with being innovative learners and doing STEM projects and different things. So when they come to us, they already have that foundation. So our teachers are already used to dealing with those types of students with those learning abilities. And for the teacher that's going to be teaching the elective, the entre ed elective courses. I want to um, be that teacher. <laughs> she's amazing. But this was a person that she is already very creative and she's already an outside of the box thinker. And so I think it's really important as administrators to, to find those teachers that already have that personality and, and have conversations with them. I think communication, sharing your vision is very important. And that's one thing that I try to make sure I do with my staff all the time is they know exactly what my vision is and they know that together we're a team and that I'm not just going to say, okay, this is my vision and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to collaborate. We're going to work together. And this is the vision of where I want to go. Now let's, let's talk about the little details of how we're going to get there so that they feel very much a part of it. And it's not just, oh, well, Mrs. Arthur wants to do this, so I'm going to have to do this, but it's a, we're a team and, and work very well together. Awesome. We hear that a lot from really great principals that you have to run it that way and not, not just entrepreneurship, but just right. in general. I mean, that's just, and we've all, I think at least I, I sure have been in schools as a teacher and had a, you know, iron fist principle that it just makes everybody run around feeling anxious and not feeling like they're part of something. Right. And that's, it's really cool because you, you did that twice, right? You came <laughs> in and, and kind of did a culture shift in, in two different schools, which is really, really a testament to your leadership. I'm asking uh, right now all of our cool administrators and even superintendents about this with this pandemic and the coronavirus and everything going on. How, how are you motivating and supporting teachers now? Because, and I only ask that because I know that there are educators that listen to the podcast and everyone's kind of fumbling right now, trying to figure out how do we manage this and help our kids and help our faculty, all of those things. If you could just share about that, that I think would be really neat. Well, I think for us right now, communication is so important because things are changing daily. Sometimes they change hourly. So I have weekly virtual staff meetings with my staff 
We use Microsoft Teams is what we're using. So we meet every week to talk. We've also created a, a message group where they can have instant contact with me if they have questions. So we're using that. We also use live grades. So any message that I send out to parents or students, I make sure that I copy my staff on the, the message as well. So they, they are very clear on what's being communicated to parents and what's being communicated to students. And that's awesome. I know that that's, it's such a weird time. And I know that every, all of the educators are really suffering with not being able to be with their kids right now. And it's just really, it's, it's hard. And you can, my, my kids do, you know, Google, Google meets or Google hangouts with their right. children. And it's, and it's just, it's nice to see them, but you can see it in their faces, how much they miss their kids. And it's, it's just really hard. I can't imagine being in your position where you have that next level of, of worry, the kids and the teachers and everybody. So, wow. It's been amazing. Our staff, they have really stepped up between creating YouTube channels. Our art teacher created a YouTube channel where the students can, you know, watch him doing different drawing and painting techniques um, to our teachers doing Zoom classrooms and, and team meetings we closed school on a Friday and I notified the staff at like 1.30. Okay, hey, we're not coming back. <laughs> That's all I know right now. We're not coming back. We came in and on Monday, we created like paper instructional packets because here in West Virginia, there are several students who do not have access to internet. So we had to also have a backup plan to be able to reach those students. So the teachers were here. They created instructional packets by Wednesday they started you know creating having an online presence they have just amazed me yeah no I'm just floored listening to all this and what, what has happened with you guys and I think hopefully most people feel as motivated about this process as you guys sound like you do I want to get back a little bit to the AES while we have time and tell me so you have really gone through this whole process of AES with us mm -hmm. and Dr. Ed and clearly you're an innovator and you've been in different school systems in different states. Where do you think we should be going with the whole entrepreneurship education? What do you see? You're, you guys are already creating so many things, it sounds like, at, this, at the classroom and school-wide level. Where do you, you know, just as a vision, where do you think we should be going with all this? I think it's important to get um, entrepreneurship incorporated into the standards in each state. You know, like I said, not adding it to math or science, but when we look at the social emotional development of students and those career clusters and all the things that um, should already be required in each state as far as the counseling program, I found in West Virginia, that was the perfect place to put them. And really just getting out there and educating schools and educating legislators and stakeholders on the importance of entrepreneurship. As I'm sure you're aware, there's been lots and lots of research that the trades and the trade programs and the trade jobs, those are jobs that we're needing more and more people in by teaching our stakeholders that, you know, through entrepreneurship, we can fill these gaps in various occupations just to show the importance 
of incorporating that. So that's where I think it's important to start. I agree. Thank you. It's interesting too, because a lot of kids that are in trades, first, they're going to make way more money than I do. (laughs) 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 They, They sometimes don't understand that. And then they get that job offer, but they don't often think of themselves as entrepreneurial. And they don't also generally don't think of themselves sometimes, and this is really unfortunate, as leaders. And it it takes a really good, it takes a really good team of educators to kind of break that. It's, it's, I was I was an administrator in career tech in, in Mineral County, West Virginia. And it was hard for me to see these talented kids who didn't have that self-efficacy. Mm-hmm. And didn't understand how much power they had over their own future. And that's kind of where the entrepreneurship and that those mindsets come in mm-hmm. because, and there's also that whole career tech stigma that's hard for, for kids to break, you know, to break through and say, oh, no, wait, I actually am in a really good position, probably better than a lot of other people. Right. For me, I think what I love, I'm sure you get this over and over again, your classroom, Melanie, is that those aha moments and what Tori's speaking mm-hmm. to where kids realize, wow, my parents are an entrepreneur, my dad's a plumber, or my dad, you know, my mom does this. And it's, to me, we go out and do steam days in schools. And, and that's the most fun to see those, you know, the wheels start to turn and they start to put things together. Absolutely. And I think like Toy said, I think the one of the most important things is the mindset. And I see that at the middle and high school level, really already changing. You know, when I was in high school, the big thing was you have to go to college. If you don't go to college and you don't have a degree, you're not going to make any money. And, um, you know, but that, that mindset is really changing. Um, especially here in, you know, in West Virginia, where there may not be a lot of opportunities right now, but, but we can make those opportunities through entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I love that, that kids are starting to think like that because, you know, college now is not, is not the end all be all answer. (laughs) And, and a lot of these, a lot of these young people have so much to offer. All young people have so much to offer, but just, and that's, and you touched on the social emotional development. And I love how you incorporated a lot of the entrepreneurship concepts and things into that piece, because that's really where it is. It's, it is, it's the mindsets and it's, Getting, it's not necessarily every kid needs to start a business, but every kid starts to develop that, those mindsets like perseverance and and self-efficacy and determination and leadership, that's going to help them no matter what they do. And that's just a really amazing benefit of bringing entrepreneurship into schools. And, and, you know, our model is every kid gets something and that's that little exposure can be that one win that right. they get. And that's just, I think that that's what you're seeing in your school. And I just, I gotta, I gotta get back out there. <laughs> I need to come visit. See this, this, this lab. I'm, this is so cool. I can't wait to see that. I mean, it's cause you've got STEM and entrepreneurship and everything else involved in that. It's amazing. You've kind of touched on this already a little bit, but Melanie, do you have a, a piece of advice that you might give? If, if I'm a, a new principal, I love this idea of entrepreneurship and bringing it to my school. Do you have any advice for somebody that's just getting started and how, what would be the first step? So my recommendation would be to start small. You know, don't try to do some huge project that's going to overwhelm you and overwhelm your staff the first year. Entrepreneurship doesn't have to be 
the shark tank the first year. It doesn't have to be the entrepreneurial lab. It can be, you know, one classroom, one business. And just thinking of the idea and creating your business plan and getting, you know, students thinking about it. That's entrepreneurship. And then you can build on it each year. So, you know, getting to this point where we are now took five years in the making. It wasn't, we didn't just jump in to a huge project. And I think that's important for our staff as well. When you start small and you get a couple of staff members that are participating and they buy in, and then the other staff members see, wow, this is really cool. And I could do this in my class. And it just keeps building and building and building. It's a grassroots effort. That's for sure. I agree that, you know, we talk about that all the time in our training. It just takes one or two excited teachers or administrators or staff to bring it back. Um, that, that excitement grows, I right. think. So as we're getting near the time of uh, closing up the podcast, we always like to make sure that you tell people how to reach out to you. You're certainly an amazing resource for teachers. And I hope people do, you know, ask you, where do I start? How do I do this? And principals, I hope they ask you, how do I motivate my staff? So how do we find you? I'm on Facebook, but I think the fastest and easiest way, especially in all of these times is probably through email. So people can reach me at melanie.arthur at k12.wv.us. Awesome. Oh, it was so great to see you again, Melanie. Sort of see virtually. (laughs) Right. And we really appreciate this this conversation. I I did not tell Gene we were interviewing you, but I'm going to when we get off of here. He's going to be really excited. <laughs> yes, and I would love for the whole team to come down and and see what we're doing next year. Like I said, we're just in the process of getting our lab set up. So, you know, give us a little bit to get things rolling again at the beginning. But I would yeah, I would love for you guys to come down and see what we're doing. We'd love to. And, you know, as Toy and I like to say, this is a, this is part one, because I think part two is we'd love to have you back and talk about that lab. We could do so, a podcast live from the lab. Yeah, oh, that would be fun. And actually, we have a broadcasting class, so our students could set up and do the live broadcast. That is awesome. Oh, well, I just appreciate you so much as an educator and, and for everything that you're doing. And I wish I could enroll my kids there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say more about that, <laughs> but thank you, Melanie, so much. And you have a wonderful rest of your week or what's left of it. And um, just stay safe and take care. All right. Thank you guys. It was yeah. nice meeting you, Laura. We appreciate you. Thank you.